dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. We're getting some weird weather in. I don't know what's happening, but what the hey. Had a really good game Monday. I mean, two hours of shopping, but... We really we're getting ready for a, a big old push into a into the into the bowels of Sharn looking for some kind of artifact. Unfortunately, I'm the leader because I'm the guy who hired everybody and all that good stuff. So we're gonna see what happens anyway. Anyway, because something that happened or somebody mentioned something last night that I want to talk about today, and we will talk about that after this. Okay, first off, we do have a voicemail from John Allen Large of the Red Dice Diaries. Go ahead, John. Hey there, Glenn. It's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. I'm just listening to your episode, not just for kids. And I've got to agree with you, some of those older sort of kids, in inverted commas, stories can get pretty dark indeed. And the bit where you were talking about the shoes or the curse, as you were saying, making people dance, put me in mind of the film Hocus Pocus with Beth Midler in it. Now, obviously, it's a sort of comedy, sort of Halloween, sort of kids' film, really. But there is the part when the, the three witches put a curse on all the people who've gathered together for the, the Halloween sort of ball, where they're basically just going to be dance until they die which if you think about it and obviously it's played for laughs in the film but if you think about it it's pretty damn dark anyway just sort of throw that in there dude i'm gonna go back to listening to the rest of the episode take care and i'll catch you soon thank you john i appreciate that yeah (laughs) that uh i thought of i i haven't first of all true confession i have never seen hocus pocus but I hear it's really popular and everything like that. But yeah, that's that's kind of dark and a little creepy. I seem to remember a certain Looney Tune cartoon where Porky Pig ends up in this Irish castle and he seems to be tormented by these two leprechauns who thinks he's after their pot of gold. And they put shoes on him that make him dance and dance and dance. And that's the one of the first things I thought of. But heating them up, ooh boy. Anyway, thank you. Thank you very much for that. All right. Last night, we were shopping for stuff. And we ended up going to another another place to shop, too. But the point is, one point, Gage, my grandson, brought up that he wanted a certain mechanical object in Eber- that Hebron has. I can't remember what it was called. The something. Anyway, it was a, it was a watch. It was about the size of a stopwatch. And that's what it did. And I said, well, what do you need that for? Because they have clockwork and things like that in there. What do you need that for? He says, well, when I'm down in a dungeon, I want to know what time it is and what day it is. And I thought, that's a really good idea. Why don't more players and GMs think about this? Time in a dungeon. If you're down in the fifth level of some god-awful dungeon... How do you know how much time has elapsed? How do you know what day it is? Especially if you just stay there for an extended period of time. And especially if you're on a a time crunch. If this is a timed adventure, like you need to be back in three days, otherwise this guy dies or something. You're going to be pressed for time. 
No, no two ways about it. And you got to know what time it is. You got to know, you know, you got to know these things. Now, I'm sure there are magical ways to do this. There's probably some spells out there already to deal with this. If not in D&D, some other third-party thing, or maybe some player wants, wants to come up with a spell so he knows what time it is. I mean, it's a little thing, but it really makes a difference in your world. It, it just does. Because, like I said, if you're on a time crunch, you're going to be hurting. So, you have encounters, and like when you're planning the adventure, the GM's planning the adventure, of course, he's, okay, I have so many encounters per hour of game time. Game time's per hour of actual play time. Play time's fine, but you need to know game time what, and, and of course, like the GM can always say, oh, what time, you say, what time of day is it? Oh, I don't know, it's about... Uh, two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, if, if you're above ground. But if you're in the dungeon, you have every right to go, well, what time is it? I said, well, do you have a watch? No. Well, then you don't know what time it is. You know what time it was when you got in here, and maybe you can figure it out then. But unless there's some way to see the sun or some kind of outside or something like that, it's going to be real hard. So I would introduce i mean i've already got in my own world i already got steampunk clockwork and you know that kind of thing so i very easily introduce some kind of timekeeping device whether it's magical or mechanical it doesn't matter now i think it's handy to have the spells as a backup because you know things break watches can break very easily they're very they're very delicate timepieces, so you got to be careful. In fact, when you something happens to you guys, you fall or get hit or something like that, and you do the old, you know, make saving throws for, for your stuff if you do that kind of thing. I don't always, but sometimes it's pertinent. Pay special attention to things like watches. So, you know, that kind of thing. And also... If you really want, if you really want to be nitpicky about it, the GM and you ask what time it is, the GM said, "Well, look at your watch. Do you know that's the correct time? Are you sure that's the correct time? What was the last time you wound your watch? You got to think about the, you know, the players got to think about those things sometimes. I mean, I know it's a little nitpicky and stuff, stuff like that, but you know, if I'm a, if I'm a GM that really like, you know put them right up against the wall on stuff. I do that. Did you want your watch, watch this morning? Pretty soon the characters are going to be, okay, I get up, I study my spells, and I'm winding my watch. Or I wind it before I go to bed. And they could break it too, like overwind it and things like These are all the little nitpicky things that can happen to a watch or some other timekeeping device. That's why you have, I'd say if you have a spell or two that takes care of this, have those as a backup. Anyway, it's just something to think about when the characters are down in the 10th level of good God, it's dangerous dungeon or something. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com. We're monetized. Oh, and don't forget to drop me a voicemail on Anchor, too, if you're so inclined. We're, vo we're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you, too, can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, and Michael. Thanks, guys. Don't forget Dan Gregg's Young, Y-U-N-G, Grognard Podcast. 
And don't forget about Mark C. Wallring's The Awning Albert Podcast, Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.